up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, we, we know it's a little early, but we figured this is the closest show we got. So, no, might as well do True. something semi-romantic anyway. We, we can talk about if this movie's really romantic or not, but we'll get there. Next, we've got Pete. Pete, glad to have you with us. Hello, Kate Darling and Derek Deer. No, 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 no. Uh, anyway, um, I'm not saying you're a couple. okay that would be weird on so many levels (laughs) um and last but certainly not least we've got steve steve glad to have you with us glad to be here guys if you have not already please like subscribe share that way you'll never miss any of the things we got coming up including next week we're looking at the newest disney release so this week being our valentine's show we figured what is the quintessential disney valentine's movie and according to a bunch of other people we talked to, it's Lady in the Dream. Because, of course, of the famous Tony's That's Amore, Bella Note, not That's Amore, Bella Note, close enough, um, scene with the spaghettis and the meatball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Pete, I'm going to start with you on this one. What about this movie is worthy of a collar and license? What's worth, what works about the show? Um, so to me, probably the thing I liked the best was the songs. I thought for the most part, except for maybe one, which we'll probably talk Uh, about in the other category. Um, you know, I thought, um, like he's a tramp is a cute song. Uh, of course, Bella Note. And then there was one other one. Beside the sign. The, the lullaby yeah yeah lullaby. Yeah. Lullaby. yeah so i i thought um i thought i really liked the music um and even even the one the problematic one that we're going to get to uh is it's still, it's still in my head it's still yeah. in my head a classic you know um though maybe maybe not uh as it should be but still it's yeah an earworm is a good way to describe mm-hmm. it um and I'll say this, I think, you know, I think it's a nice and simple story and this, the story works. So I'm, I'm going to go with those two things and I'm going to let Steve uh, come up with something else. Maybe um, <laughs> I'll add to that, the animation. So if I'm looking like I have two cats and the animation with the cats running around causing havoc, um, 
I've seen it. So I think the playful of the cats, um, seeing the dogs bought into the animation. Um, I grew up with dogs. So I think the animation is there. Um, I found it interesting of they are doing it from the perspective of dogs. So that's why we didn't always see the humans' faces. It was always sort of that down low perspective. So I didn't really enjoy that. Like you said, um, the songs are classics. I remember, I think growing up, we had a record that played played the songs. So I know my brother and I played them all the time. So I remember having that. Um, and like you said, it was a nice, simple story. Yeah. I would say uh, the songs are iconic Disney songs. Um, this was one of the first occasions of a quote celebrity voice that Disney really used by bringing in Peggy Lee as the she was um, she was uh, darling, she was Peg, she was Cy and Am. Oh, okay, yeah, she was both the cats also. So she had at least those three. And I want to say there was one more voice she did. But oh. she, did, she did. If it's a female singing, it's her. So, and she helped write most of the songs. So, um, to me, uh, you talked about the animation, Steve. The scene of when they first get the puppy and putting the puppy to bed in the kitchen. And then it knowing exactly what it's doing to get, you know, keep whining to get the attention. And they said, okay, just for tonight, how many new pet owners have said that? <laughs> how many new pet owners have never enforced that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was great. Um, matter of fact, I think I remember seeing that was a uh, 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 Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston bit. Was the the bit in the um? I know the bit with the with Cy and Am was them. So any kind of big physical humor like that, I loved some of the stereotypical. Yes, you know, Jacques using um some of the the Scottish colloquialisms and the the terms worked. Um, I loved. The fact that you can see the influence of this on future Disney things, you know, the gopher is directly based off of this beaver. The gopher and Winnie the Pooh is directly based off of this beaver. Voiced by Stan Freeberg, by the way, who you haven't heard some of his comedy albums, highly recommend them. They're if you if you excuse me, if you have a sense of humor like I do, I highly recommend them. Um there are parts of this that work really really well parts hate mm -hmm. what anything else that really worked for you you guys took most of mine um or all of mine the animation is just so beautiful it's so good it's so classic um i i hadn't thought about that everything that you don't really see the adults the humans faces because it's from a dog's perspective. I didn't think about that. I love that. I loved the use of orchestration and how the orchestration accented um, the jumping of the dogs or if they would grab something in their mouth or something like that. I loved that. Um, I liked the voice acting. I actually didn't have a big issue with this movie. I mean, other than like the problematic points that everyone should have an issue with, but um, 
I really enjoyed it. I, I, but I also like a good animal movie. So I like a good animal movie. Uh, <laughs> now, we'll say that the whole scene with at the opening scene with Jim, Jim Deere giving Darling a uh, lady in a hat box is Walt Disney gave his wife a dog like that. And that's how they came up with that is that's actually Walt did that. And then they put it into this movie. So and I, I know that's a story that's been told a lot, but it's it's just one of those neat little things. Um, this is this was also the second. This was the second original story that they did after Dumbo. Dumbo was original Disney. Also came out less than a month before Disneyland opened. So it was important that this was successful because if Disneyland had flopped and this had flopped, there goes the Disney Studios. So um, also one of the last ones before, oh my gosh, I blanking on the name. Animator, not William Hanna. Oh, Barbara? No, no, no. Um, one of the Disney animators? Yes, one of the ones that came in and you can see his input then like through Great Mouse Detective. Um, it's not John Lasseter. It's up to it. Let's get to this next part and then I will look that up as we're in the background. So, <clears throat> Steve, what about this movie should be in the pound? Um, the awful stereotypes. So first, um, Cy and Am. But I must say, I had a part Siamese cat. So the characteristics of the cats, the speaking part's not good, but just how they're sort of mischievous and stuff, it fit. Siamese are very talkative. They're, they have definitely a personality. So I enjoyed that. Um, my biggest point was it was too weak of a storyline. I actually found myself sort of nodding off or losing interest. Um, and there's really no like villain. It was like all these little sort of problems they had to get through, but no one really, no one ever stood out. I mean, those are my biggest two things. I'm, I remember seeing it as a kid and I was like, I was bored. Like, where's the yeah, action? That's true because I were, I know I'm skipping ahead, but I'm agreeing with what you're saying there. Cause like you think of this movie and you think of Cy and Am as the villains, but they're in one scene, like halfway through the movie. And then they vanish. Like they're like when they come back to the house later, they're not there. So, yeah. so it's, yeah, I, I never thought of it that way. And then there's the rat, but the rat never talks. It's just this. So, yeah. The rat. So like, the, you don't, you don't follow the rules. All other animals talk, but you don't. Right. But he's not really, it's more of a narrative device than a character. <laughs> so, um, and the name I was thinking of was Don Bluth. It's the last one before Don Bluth came in and started animating a lot of different stuff. Okay. So, um, I'm actually going to let Kate go next on this one, just because I think one of the ones I'm going to talk about is hers and I'm going to give her a shot at it. So what Kate didn't work for you? Um, the storyline was a little weak. Um, there were moments where I found myself kind of zoning out and I tend to love a good animal movie like the Aristocats. I'm a big fan of, um, um, hmm. 
Um, <laughs> it, I didn't like the part where the animals are in the shelter and they're all shedding a colossally huge tear. That made me very sad. Um, so there were there were just parts that I felt were not strong. Um, the the weasel or rat, I guess it was a rat. I thought it was a reason a weasel until they were like, it's a rat. Um, I was like, ooh, that's a scary looking animal. Uh, there there were parts that didn't hold my attention. I don't have a lot negative to say about this movie. It was fine. It was fine. Like, if it's on, I won't actively change the channel. <laughs> but I will. I will. It's not a movie that I would probably, like, say, hey, you know what we should watch tonight? Lady in the Tramp. Um, the I don't think I realized that the song Bella Noche was from this movie. Um. Yeah, I know. I I didn't realize that. Uh, hey guys, do we I, have to revoke her her plus platoon card for that? <laughs> She's the baby. <laughs> I didn't realize she, did it. Know, um, she does it, know the song, so we'll forgive. Yeah, I knew the song. I just didn't realize that it was from specifically this movie. Um, and it did make Tony's restaurant in Magic Kingdom make more sense. Um, but oh, wow. <laughs> I. I'm not, uh, I'm not helping my case. I know. But <laughs> Kate, bless your heart. I mean, I knew that this is what it was for, that it was from Lady and the Tramp. I just didn't, it, it just made everything make more sense. But I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of meh. So, Pete, what about you? Well, I'll let, I'll let Derek go if Kate didn't take his thing. Uh, she did not take mine. There, uh, that I've got, other than weeks weak completely weak story especially after about the first 15 minutes a are we not going to talk about how big of a jerk the tramp is <laughs> and the fact that i mean i know it's an overdone thing on facebook but oh my gosh you get a blue call you get something blue around your neck and you're paired up with a jerk and you're expected to be happy <laughs> titanic but um, <laughs> it's it's the tramp is not a nice guy. He is not someone that she should end up with because she only ends up with him because he feels guilty. And let's face it, he knocks her up <laughs> because she had to have been pregnant before, before he got his license and such. Because if it's, they're talking about how it just happened and she's got puppies. That night they had out was something nobody talks no, about. She got pregnant real quick, though. Uh huh. <laughs> it can only take once. So, that shit's happened so fast. Oh, actually, dogs do get pregnant very, very fast. But anyway, um, also uh, the misogyny in this—the whole weak women have to be saved by stronger men. It's the fact that Darling A never has a name. And I get that that's, they do that because maybe that's all she ever heard her be called at home is Darling. I mean, 
we all have names for our significant others that's not their initial name. But to A, never give her a name. The only thing we see her doing is having a baby. <laughs> well, and she, now I will say that is that is late 1800s, early 1900s. But I was I was going to say, you know, and, and I think we spent a lot of time watching this movie trying to figure out when it was set, when and where it was set. Like, is it America? Is it England? Is I think it, it's America in the late 18, early 19s. Yeah, I mean, because there were cars, but there were still horses. And but so, then there's posters for a production of Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> it's not that, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of this, and for Tony's to be such a great restaurant, for him to go in at 7 o'clock at night and Tony be able to do come out back and serve a dog food. There's nobody in the front of the restaurant. How can it be that great? Kind of like the Tony's restaurant at Magic Kingdom. It's not that great. <laughs> we, so we yeah. were we were watching this movie, and during that entire scene, we were pretending to be customers in the restaurant, going, "Hey, where's our order? <laughs> what do you need my meat? I, mean, I, I need another glass of water. Come on." <laughs> I mean. There's in the in the kitchen. They're singing to some dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this definitely has some things that did not age necessarily well at all, but it had definite story problems. As I said, after about after we meet the tramp, it's it hits the brakes hard. Um, until. Closing credits, I almost say, but the, the redemption she the redemption scene of Rusty is great, but it, is that yeah, the Bloodhound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His redemption scene where no, he really hasn't lost his sense of smell. And then I'm sorry, the whole oh, I told you about old reliable, didn't I? No, Uncle Rusty. Well, uh, I didn't. He say, uh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. uh. I think we all have an older relative like that who's told the same story dozens of times. Some of us are, you know, direct descendants of those people. <laughs> but um, yeah, this, I mean, to me, this story movie has problem. Movie's not great. Pete, anything else? Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, you know, the, the, the Siamese cats, it, if, I can see arguments that it's not intentionally racist, but it's rather the song is rather the, right. Especially when you consider it's Peggy Lee, it's Peggy singing, Lee singing. Like right, right, right. Yeah. So it, it feels like that's bad, but then it also like throughout the movie, there's so many stereotypes and, mm -hmm. and ones that we don't, think of as problematic as much as those Chinese yeah. Siamese like the Chihuahua. But like the Chihuahua, right? There were you had the Chihuahua, you had the Russian dog, you had even okay. even the Chihuahua. You still got that today. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I'm Chihuahua not saying it's bad Mexican accent yeah. today. I know that doesn't make it great. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying it wasn't just the cats. 
to me, it was kind of, you know, even like, like some of it wasn't offensive, like the Scotty dog, but I could even see like Italian people going, oh yeah, okay. Italians, we're all, you know, we're all restaurant owners and we, we talk like this, you know, so I can, I can, I can see, um, you know, there was a lot meatballs when spaghetti meatballs wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I think there's a, there was a lot of stereotyping in yeah, this movie. I would agree. Um, even, even if, even if it's not necessarily racism, it's very stereotypical. Um, and it didn't, it didn't wear well on the movie in my opinion. But yeah, I would I would agree with what everybody else is saying. My main thing is there isn't much story to this movie. There isn't even much of a, as you say, Tramp doesn't really change until all of a sudden he decides he saves Lady and the baby. And then all of a sudden he's he wants to be a part of a household, you know, it, but it was, it was a very it, there's no like. I think it could have been written better. That There's he, no progression. It's it's right. instantaneous. It's just like boom, and and I think it could have it could have been a more interesting story had they, you know, had he started out as you know, oh, I just I just like to be free and all these things, and then he sees what lady has and starts to want that, and and changes. You know, and there was not that moment, and I I thought that was a miss. So that's, that's all I'll say. Okay. All right. So the Bellanote scene of lady and the tramp with the meatballs and the kiss with the spaghetti scene has been viewed by some as the most romantic Disney scene ever. Kate, I'll start with you. I'll let you start on this go around. What yep. is, and on this, I'm going to go Disney and Pixar. Yeah, the first 15 minutes of Up. When, when the first 15 minutes of Up and the story behind Ellie and um, Carl Fredrickson. That's, I, I mean, it ends horrifically sad, but that is. Well, not horrifically sad. It ends sad as, as as most stories eventually end oh it's so sad uh, um, but just their journey and their story the first 15 minutes of up by far one of the greatest love story moments in a disney movie that's me what about you pete um i thought of a few but i really like um the whole new world scene from aladdin um aladdin and jasmine um again one of the <laughs> one of the things i thought about with a lot of these is like a lot of these romantic scenes are are based on a lie and this one is a li- also based on a lie but like she figures out pretty quickly that he's the same guy that she met in the marketplace um then he tells another lie but um but i still think like the way that scene works that she uh goes from like i'm not going to trust this guy to realizing that he's i mean you know at at the end of it we realize that she knew he was the same person in the marketplace then they have this magical journey and they end up watching the fireworks and everything i think i think that's a very romantic scene um so that's that's my pick what about you steve um well kate took mine my the opening of up would have been my number one um 
The other one comes to mind is probably the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast. Just mm. the epic, sort of that big waltzing moment. But Up was the first one that came up there. <clears throat> Derek, what would you say? Um, see, for me, if we're going to go Beauty and the Beast, I'm going to go a little bit earlier before the ballroom scene. I'm going to go... No, 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 no. I'm st- I'll stay. If we're going to stick in Beauty and the Beast, okay. What? Snow White dancing with Dopey? What? No. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go when just after something there where he gives her the library and then she starts to read to him. To me, him knowing her and what makes her tick and then her wanting to share that with him. Is is one of those. It's not the big gesture romantic, but those little things are the kind of thing that make you fall in love with someone. So to me, if we're gonna go quote romantic, I'm sorry. A, I want my own freaking plate of food. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and trust me, I'm not sharing my pasta. But um, oh, and can we talk about? Ladies' breakfast not exactly being sanctioned by uh, veterinarians of America, the donuts and coffee. Um, but to me, that is that is one of my choices. I don't want to give my other choice because my other choice will kind of give away my neck the next set, potentially. But uh, to me, it's I was like watching the little things that they do it's in like in wally it's not a great big huge thing that she does it's just she starts to like him because of the little things that he does that grows on him and that's to me i prefer the gently growing type of love versus the thunderbolt type of love for lack of a lack of a better term so I know that's just me. Well, I was, I I thought Kate was going to bring up this one. And uh, to me, it was kind of my runner up Uh, Flynn and Rapunzel when they're on the boat. um, Because I think that he has a character, like we talk about like very early on, he's like tramp, right? It's like running free, stealing, whatever. And he actually changes though. He actually changes through the story and through her through her and her naivete or whatever like that so you see, you can see that progression of him falling in love with her and so i think that scene uh is uh you know and the same thing her seeing him change and everything so i i, I think that that is also a good romantic scene it is i would agree with that that that's one that came to mind for me i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put the two of them in the second category we're going to talk about but the only other one that really came to mind for me was um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight in The Lion King. I know it's not like a love, but just the way that they reconnect. I just always loved that scene. And see, I love I that like, song. I like the two minutes right before it where they're they're actually having the, the, the conversation. They rekindle their friendship. Yeah. That then more that then morphs. So right. I can see what's happening. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> Order our pal is doomed. But <laughs> now, so we've talked about the most romantic scene in a Disney movie. Who is the best Disney couple? And this can be Disney Pixar. Who is the best Disney couple? Kate, I'll start with you. And are you still going to stick with uh, Carl and Ellie? No. Um, This one, I don't know if they're the best, but I know they're one of my favorites. And that's uh, Helen and Bob Parr from The Incredibles. I just, I love their family dynamics. I love that movie in general. Um, Yeah. When I was thinking about, okay, who's my favorite couple? Helen and Bob Parr. Just, they're funny. They're loving. qualify that in Incredibles 1? Because yeah. Incredibles 2, I don't think they're as good of a couple. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. But yeah, I mean, Ellie and Carl are so good. But I think Helen and Bob take it for me. What about you, Pete? Uh, well, Derek Derek mentioned the one I was thinking of, which was Wally and Eve. Um, just because I, I really think for a love story about two robots. They do a really wonderful job um, telling that story. Um, but you got to get, got to give a little bit for Woody and Buzz though. Come on. <laughs> That's fair. Those two guys, those two guys, I mean, it might be a bromance, but it's, you know, they definitely, they definitely love each other. Uh, well, I'm going with Carl and Ellie. I mean, for the short moment that we see them together, and for me, just how their differences mesh together. Because I look at my other half, where we're sort of opposites of each other, and just how how we're able to mesh together and sort of make those connections. So for me, it's Carl and Ellie. <laughs> yeah, and from the peanut gallery, in our produ- in our producer Gina is going. Jesse and Buzz in Spanish mode, but <laughs> um, for me, um, I, I, I kind of had to, the first one I thought of was Kate, Helen, and Bob Parr because theirs was the 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 most romantic scene to me. Is the whole I'm not strong enough to lose. I can't lose you again. And if right. we work together on this, you don't have to. That was probably one of my most romantic moments of how deeply he needs her and how she needs him just as much. Yeah. And to me, it's probably one of the most realistic kisses in any Disney movie. Other than Thumper and Feline, but or Thumper and uh, whatever the girl funny name is. Why can't I not remember her name? Yeah, Feline is the deer. Feline's right? the deer. Is it Claudette or something? Yes, it is. It is Claudette. Okay. So anyway, score. <laughs> yes. Score one for Steve. Um, the other one for me is actually, I can't believe I'm saying this. In the new Mickey Mouse cartoons that have come out, I love the relationship between Donald and Daisy and the fact that she accepts him for who he is and and accepts his temper because it's never you know his temper is never directed at her and and even in the old ones when he gets mad it's not really at her and the fact that he is so flawed but she loves him anyway 
to me is one of those where there has to be some of that because no relationship is perfect. And so, and everyone has flaws. Um, I mean, of course, except for our spouses, but um, not mine. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has flaws and how, yourself. and how she just totally accepts his flaw. I have always loved that little bit, but for me, it's, it's probably um, Bob and Helen Parr. So, yeah. And, and that brings a good point. It's hard for us not to mention Mickey and Minnie because they've, they uh, have had a lot of uh, romantic moments throughout. Yes. And they've had a lot of not that romantic. What Mickey apparently thought was romantic. That was not really romantic. I will say Mickey mouse in dream along with Mickey with dream along with Mickey. When he said, gosh, Minnie, you've always been a princess to me. I know. I, that's, I was thinking too. Yeah. Or when he grabs her and playing crazy, playing crazy and kisses her, even though she doesn't want to be. No. Oh, that was I 1930. I not acknowledge that Mickey Mouse. 1929. <laughs> Why? It's the one we could have. <laughs> that's the Mickey Mouse we could have on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As we always do, whenever we review a movie, we review it in terms of cups of pixie dust out of five and as she always does kate what's your rating i'm gonna give it a 2.5 i was gonna give it a three um but the rewatchability i just don't really think is there um but i love animal movies so but like if it was between this and the aristocats i'm gonna watch the aristocats if it was between this and uh, Robin Hood. I'm gonna watch Robin Hood. If it was between this and The Rescuers, I'm gonna watch The Rescuers. Like, I, it's just. What about 101 Dalmatians? I would rather the only. I watch 101 Dalmatians. The only exception to this is I would never choose Fox and the Hound. Ever. I'd Fair never enough. put myself through that. But I would choose just about every movie over the, Oliver and Company. Let's go. Like, I would just choose every other <laughs> movie over this one. So, all friend company is not good. That's it's fine. Not. It may not be good, but I would probably watch it over this. Yeah, I could see that. I would watch the the song, you know, why should I worry section, and that's it from all friend company. If but, this wait. is torture, Jane me through the wall. Okay, Pete. Yeah, racially insensitive Chihuahua. What do you know? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but at least, at least. At least that- was voiced right. by a Hispanic guy. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I... See, I was between... I'm a little lower than Kate. I'm between a two and a two and a half. And I think... I think what Kate just told... What Kate just showed me is this is a two. Um, it's really not one I would go back and watch again. I remember as a kid seeing the one scene all the time but never seeing the movie and that and that's the, really the thing with it is it's the one scene is 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 a classic moment in disney animation the movie is does not hold up that great so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a two i don't i don't know that i would watch this again until i have grandkids and i don't even then <sighs> how many others to show them yeah, oh, I'm like Pete. I'm between a two and a two and a half. I'm Derek. What did I give Sword in the Stone? Um, you gave Sword in the Stone a two. 
Oh, I had to go with the two then because I, I I think I'd rather watch Sword in the Stone even though it had no plot more than I'd like Kate. I'd watch Sword and Stone over before I'd watch this again. So I'm gonna give it a two. I'd actually watch this over Sword in the Stone. Oh, see, I'd watch Sword of the Stone over this. I think Sword in the Stone is funnier. Has funnier moments. Um, to me, this is a two. I mean, it's I it's not bad enough for me to give a one and a half, but I'm. If I never watch this again, that's fine. I mean, ye. I'll listen. I'll listen to the songs. That's that, that's the well strongest, strongest part of the I movie. Listen to the songs. Yeah. So, uh huh. And for the record, the last time we gave a movie close to this low was Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Yeah, was yeah. a straight two. So. Um, this is along. The, this is about disenchanted. This is light year. This this is not a good movie, uh, for for us basically across the board. So, um, okay. Now I have to go back for just a minute as far as Disney couple. If you're going live action, I know you guys hated the movie. I know you guys hated it, but father and mother, the two adult parents from Swiss Family Robinson, how they work together and how they obviously truly love each other and completely respect, like, it's an equal marriage. I've always I've always enjoyed. That being said, it's still Bob and Helen Parr. But there's some good relationships in live-action movies as well for Disney. So, and we just lost Pete, apparently, and that was not me. That was not me. You guys can see. Yeah. Gina, Gina can acknowledge that was not me that dropped Pete. So. I saw your hands, Derek. They were up. <laughs> Gina, Gina did put in the chat Jesse and Buzz in Spanish mode, which and is also a great couple. Wasn't paying attention about five minutes ago when I said that. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. What have we got for Disney Plus News? Ooh, let me tell you what we've got for Disney Plus dues. Um, first of all, Disney Plus in Europe is losing many of the older movies that were originally said to be the backbone of the service. Yeah. Following along kind of with that, Disney Plus users also received an email explaining that the service will begin issuing consequences for sharing of accounts beyond your immediate household effective March 1st. Yeah, the, the whole dropping... To me, dropping old movies makes, unless there's some kind of copyright issue in like European Union or something like that, it makes no sense to remove these, to remove these from Disney Plus because that's not costing Disney extra, any extra money. I mean, what? How much can a server truly cost? I mean, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And let's face it, in a couple of weeks, that's where we're going because there's nothing new coming out. So, um, and, but yeah, the, the immediate household we knew has been coming for a while. I got the official email. It's going to be interesting to see what these consequences are. I'm hoping it's just, they make you the, they drop this. They basically give you a chance. Okay. It's got to be something based upon like IP addresses as far as where people are logging in for that, I know I don't have Netflix, so I'm not sure how theirs works, but they've done something similar. Here's what's hard though is I travel for my job. So I log into different things all over the country all the time. 
but you're not always in a completely different place all the time. You're not always in New York City all the time. Oh, well, me, the hopping yeah. around, yeah. I think that will take into account. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, all right. next week, for worse or worse, we are going to be watching the Marvels. Steve, have you seen it? I have not seen it. I don't. I think Pete might have, but I don't think any. I know none of the rest of us has. I don't even think Pete's seen it. Okay. So the reviews, initial reviews and box office performance were, shall we say, not great. But it's the latest Marvel thing out. It's coming out this week. So it's on our list for next week. Um, however, we are going to have some definite openings come March and April. Those are fairly open. And guys, we need suggestions. I can keep picking movies. We can keep picking movies, but you got to let us know what you want to see. Please mm-hmm. tune at gmail.com. I would love to have some kind of a diamond in the rough or something where it's this hidden thing on Disney Plus that we don't really know about that you want us to watch. So I like it. Yeah, please email us. Let me know. Facebook message, tweet, tweet at us, carry a pigeon. I don't care. Um, but we have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all the major podcasting services for Kate, Steve, Pete in Absentia, and Gina. We will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.